This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode Marking Out 150, which means if we're still going by December 5th next year, we will have made it to the 200th episode. I, of course, am your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I am doing awesome as always. And I am here with my co-host, my host with the most, Dave the Rave, that all the ladies crave. Dave, how the hell are you doing? I'm tired. That's right. And the reason why you are tired, why I'm tired, is because we just got finished recording for four and a half hours for the 2013 Marquee Awards, which you guys will be able to hear next week. And it's only 12 minutes long 13 minutes long so listen to it two times yes please just listen to that we put a, a lot more effort than i than we should have maybe put in i don't know i like it it's fun for me it's fun for me too but i'm tired now we are so drained but we have to pull push on through because this is marking out yeah so we could do marking out 150 for you guys um We'll kick it off with uh, fan questions and comments. I almost forgot to even include this, but we appreciate you guys writing to us, so here it goes. First one up is from Justin DeRosa. So I hear there's another Justin around. Well, guess what, buddy? I'm the number three Mark. I'm the Mark of Marks, the undisputed Mark, the people's Mark. I'm just kidding, man. Also, pay no attention to that when I forget to comment, Big E does too. Completely unrelated. Awesome podcast as always at Awesome256. Thank you so much. Next uh, question comment is from Andrew F. Andrew F. So after a month of being so busy, I don't listen or mark uh, or marking out or watch Raw. If what I didn't listen to marking out. Or watch Raw, is what it should say. Oh. It was a dark time. Finally, the number two mark has come back home. I can't wait for the Markies. Also, great to listen to the podcast again from the number two mark at DrewFem97. Yes, thank you. And the Markie Awards better be good. (laughs) Uh, Next, we have Daniel. What do you think about WWE signing Randy Orton's cousin? I find this annoying because we already have enough Ortons to get bo- uh, to get bored. We don't need another. From whatever number we're at now, Mark, Daniel. I didn't even hear. Did you hear anything about Orton's cousin getting signed? Yeah, I heard about Orton's cousin getting signed. And I am not a fan of it. I think the only reason he got signed was because of Randy Orton. And I think there's other talent out there. I'm going to go ahead and assume that they're going to put him in the performance center just as a just to look at, and I don't think he's going to stick around too long. Well, is he like a trained professional wrestler, or like I think so. But I don't think he's going to be around too long. Biggie Langston wrote in five, five, five. I won for you, Brandon, at TLC. Justin, you may be the number three mark, 
But I'm the master of the five count. Brendan's biggie buddy. Brendan sung you got friend got a friend in me. Got a friend in me wait. While got a friend in me to me while singing at the campfire. Me and the BT uh B to the G had Dick's uh Dick Salad had disco night on Thursday. Then we boogie woogie oogie all the way back to Brandon's house. That's now then we had some fun in the bedroom. That doesn't say Dick, that. Um, don't add it. I don't know, Apple. that's what I thought. And that didn't happen. Come on, Biggie Langston. Don't look at me like that. That never happened. I never boogie woogie oogie or boogie oogie woogie. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, Jasmine wrote in, What's up, guys? Thanks for the great podcast. This is a good episode. Yeah, I'll go with podcast. Now there's a big gap between the TLC pay-per-view and the World Rumble pay-per-view. I wonder if you guys think WWE will be able to build up to it. Thanks again for the great episode. It was fun hearing you guys struggle over my turtle. Uh, this is like we just got done recording five five hours, right like he said before. Yeah. So I'm like so drained right now. Over my Twitter handle, haha, at reverse e n i m a s a. I can't even spell it. Just enemsage. Evans. Enemsage. Yeah, inner inner thigh massage. Uh, <laughs> Aaron wrote in Hey guys, wonderful episode as always I wanted to give a special thanks to you guys For plugging Talking WWE with Jay I do indeed co-host that show And we're going on two years on the air As far as this week goes I've got a couple of questions for you The first question is non-wrestling related I was listening to a past show When I heard Brandon talk about Subway I kind of marked out a bit because I work there currently as a manager as I'm attending college to get my degree in communications. I was wondering what your favorite sandwiches are or what you usually get when you go there. LOL. I know this might be a weird question, but I thought I'd ask. Let's answer that first. Brandon usually enjoys footlongs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I usually do. I get the I get a footlong Italian bread. Yeah, he takes the footlong. And I get, I get roast beef, double meat. Yeah, I get the meat. I get peppers, onions, and he likes I get spicy provolone cheese, toasted, and the the what is it the the spicy I don't know whatever the the Cajun one maybe I don't know whatever sauce you guys would put on the Philly cheesesteak because it's a cheaper Philly cheesesteak. I usually go with the sweet teriyaki chicken. That's usually my favorite, and um, chicken. Uh, no. Uh, Usually tuna fish. Yeah, the, last time, uh, last Friday, I think it was. No, on Sunday, I got the tuna fish on the Italian footlong with a shitload of pickles because I'm a pickles person. Yeah, I always load up on the extras that they have. But it pisses me off when they try and charge me extra for the extra veggies. It's like... No. It's like I could get as much lettuce as I want. I mean, I could get lettuce. I can get one of everything except I can't double up on lettuce. Like, fuck you. So then, like, I, I wrote to Subway one time and they were like, well, that's not correct. So I was, I got, whatever. Number two, back to wrestling. I had a huge debate with a buddy of mine about CM Punk's career. I made the argument that without breaking rules and breaking kayfabe, Punk would still be wasting away in the mid-card. I am someone who never liked the way CM Punk rose to stardom. I respect his talents, but I feel like he took a shortcut and cheated in a sense. He couldn't get over keeping kayfabe, so he bitched and moaned, and, and by doing so, has become a top guy. So I don't think he is really the best in the world because he can't get over straight up. So he had to, he had to result to cutting corners. 
I have multiple guys that I think are better than him, like Austin Aries, damn, my main man, D-Bry, Dolph Ziggler, AJ Styles, and the list goes on. I also can't stand his I'm smarter than all of you attitude he always has towards everyone running WWE. What do you guys think? Would Punk be anything without breaking kayfabe? Thanks again, the number one Brandon Mark, Aaron. Follow me on Twitter at AaronWC and listen to Talking WWE with Jay on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Talking WWE with Jay. Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, I did some investigating, saw that you were on that podcast, so I'm very happy that uh, I plugged the uh, correct podcast. But, yeah... um, in regards to CM Punk, I think it's like a toss-up. It's difficult to say because it's it's one of those things that it's just, I don't know, to me it's kind of like a character thing. I, it's, it's a character trait of CM Punk to, to be like that. Yeah, I think that in the indies that's exactly the character that he always portrayed, which is that he was better than a lot of other people. And, and I don't truth, think like truthful he is. I don't. I don't think that he cut any corners. I think he was getting over uh, in ECW. He was getting over even before he stood up, right? To, yeah, uh, Vince McMahon and everything. Yeah, he was tagging with the Hardys. He was tagging yeah. with DX. He was still getting over. I mean, if anything, Austin Aries did kind of similar route with TNA with calling out the X Division and Dixie Carter. Um, I mean, AJ Styles has done the same thing recently. Uh, so I I don't think that CM Punk did anything that any other superstar in his position would have done. Um, I think he still would have gotten over. And I do agree th- agree with you that I do not like that I'm smarter than you attitude. Because he has it, and so does Cole Cabana and Matt Stryker. They all have that arrogance about them that when they speak, they seem like they know everything. And in reality, they don't. And it really, it really, it's just degrading to the fans and fellow wrestlers, I'm sure. Yes, and Triple H never made anyone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, and the last question we have from Rob Kimblebrand. Um, all right, Rob Kimblebrand, how do you feel about the tag team division? It's getting interesting, in my opinion. Where do you see it going? I would like to add all the wrestling fans bitching that uh, last year about that the WWE forgot about tag teams that. Bitch Monday night, uh, bitch Monday night, complaining about too many tag team matches. Stop being hypocrites and just enjoy the damn show. No pleasing some people. Anyway, congrats in 150. Side note: How was Lawler not? Uh, how has Lawler not been arrested for some sexual changes? Charges, changes, charges ever. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think the tag I think team, Jerry Lawler should be arrested. No, yeah, I think the sure. tag team division has been great. I think that if you think the tag team division is lacking or needs help, but it, I it, think you're kind of you're not noticing what they are doing because slowly they are building up every single tag team that they have. They've built up uh, primetime players. They've been building up the Usos. They've built up t- uh, tons of fuck to, but that doesn't look like it's going to be happening. They're currently building up. I, I still call them truth and consequences. So they are building up a lot of tag teams. The tag team division is very strong. And I, from what they keep on saying, that 2014 is going to be uh, their main focus on tag team divi- on the tag team division. And I think it's looking great. I look forward to everything that they bring. And I agree with you that there's always <laughs> going to be, no matter how good the WWE or any other promotion does, there's always going to be a handful of people that dislike whatever they do. So honestly, you gotta just go with whatever you like and whatever 
your thinking because it, once you start looking at everybody else's opinions, it's just going to piss you off that but, they don't notice it. But in the same sense, I could see where some people come from by saying that they don't care about the tag team division because it's like every so often we'll get a tag team match that is like really good, but then we'll get or even tag teams that are really good. And like we'll see like some weeks it'll it'll be like an up and down type of a roller coaster type of thing. Not a roller coaster though. I don't know what like, you mean. It's like cyclical. Like we, we don't see enough of the tag teams that we should be seeing of. But we do. But not really though. How it's not? Like, because there are other tag teams that like just sit and don't get used for weeks. Like like, uh, like Los Matadores, they had a strong debut and then all of a sudden what uh, happened? And they fell off. They, they did just nothing. They didn't do anything. Well, they didn't fall off because they, they had nothing. They had nothing to stand with in the in the beginning. Even in the beginning, they weren't getting over. And then once you put them competing against the same tag team over and over, but that's what it WWE goes down. does though. They put tag teams over against tag teams again and again. You even said yourself with the Shield and uh, Cody Rhodes and Goldust. Yeah, but then they getting repetitive. Yeah, now. but they start switching up. But with Los Amadores, that's not a way to make a tag team. Which the way fuck you make you, a tag Jerry team, you Waller, do that. By the way, the way you make a tag team, you do that for one or two matches, and then you start putting them into competition and not having them just go over people. I, I should so, mention that. Then. I mean, they should also be doing single matches with each. Like I think they maybe I don't even know if they haven't had a singles match yet. But they got to start getting them over. And they still have the uh, locales. Um, but I do think that they are... I think they're building it correctly. So, yeah. yeah. But thank you guys so much. Oh, you want to touch the Jerry Lawler thing? No pun intended? Uh, I'm <laughs> underage. I'm not underage. So <laughs> underage. I mean, yeah, I'm not underage. So I don't think he would appreciate me yes. touching that. Well, but thank you guys for submitting your questions and comments. Um I guess Much appreciation. Yeah, now we had a pay-per-view on Sunday, WWE TLC. So, who won? Do we know? I have no clue. Well, uh, did I we tie? No, you probably won. You said that last time and we, like, tied. But, uh, anyway, we'll just run down the results for TLC. Fandango defeated Dolph Ziggler in the, uh, in the opening contest. It was a good match. And uh, I honestly, I would like to see matches like this. Like it's, it really is for WWE. It's time for a change, where these younger talents, who are kind of being used but aren't really being used to their full potential yet, should be. Like, do you know what I mean, Dave? I know what you mean. I'm just don't mind me. I'm tallying up the winner, and yeah, you won by one. Nice. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you. And I, to the people that, once again, just going back to Rob Kimball, uh, people complaining that these guys shouldn't be on the pre-show, the kickoff show, and all of that, get over it. They're on the kickoff show for a reason. You need a match to get everybody into the pay-per-view to begin with, and you need everybody to just, when you come into a pay-per-view setting, you want that first match to be as hot as any other, as most of the other matches on the card. So you're going to put that as your first match. And that gets draws everybody in, and this is the perfect match to draw people in. Yeah. Also, we had uh, the Shield taking on CM Punk in a three-on-one handicap match, where CM Punk was able to overcome the Shield and defeat them. But during the match, the ending happened when uh, Roman Reigns speared Dean Ambrose, causing. Well, let's first start off with how that spear took place, or possibly why. Uh, during the match, he went for to spear CM Punk near the commentator's table, 
went over it and hit his eye on a chair that he played up oh, the yeah. rest of the entire match. Um, I don't buy that he actually, maybe he caught his eye, but completely played it up to work with the storyline-wise. And the finale, the finale of the match worked out perfectly with that spirit to Ambrose because it causes that conflict with them. And I, I was a fan of it overall. Yeah. Uh, you also had AJ uh, retaining her championship against Natalya. Um, I thought it was a little bit sloppy here and there. But it's not, I don't know if it was fully sloppy. Like You pointed this out to me when we were watching TLC was whenever AJ takes a snapmare... She, like, does it off to the side and spreads yeah. her legs, whatever. And it makes the person giving the snapmare look like shit. And even on just easy maneuvers, she always spreads her legs as wide as possible. I have no clue if she's just showing CM Punk what he could be having right now or <laughs> what's for uh, what's for what's dessert. For dinner? <laughs> yeah, I was going to go with what's for uh, dinner, but what's for dessert. So I, I don't understand the point of taking a move and spreading your legs that far apart. It yeah. doesn't. I mean, just to set you up so you can take that, uh, that like um, Mr. Perfect little move. Yeah. The little flip over neckbreaker, I guess. But it's like the more and more I watch AJ wrestle, it's like, can she? She's better than a lot of other people that they have. But like, but she as still needs some sort of training to. They, I, you know, they all do. And then of the, course the AJ looked great at first, but now we're seeing her so often. That we're starting to notice the flaws about her. But as we've said numerous occasions, the women that they have at NXT are on another level. And when they do come up, those uh, the current divas are going to really have to step up their game. Yeah. So I look forward to that. Um, I wasn't a fan. There was a part where uh, Natalia broke out of the Black Widow. And it just looked kind of sloppy. And then Natalia, why the hell is she crying and apologizing after the match? Yeah, she's not I, good at cutting promos. I, oh, her promo skills suck. I, I like. I hate the part that after every females match, whether it's uh, well, usually it's for like the title. After every title match that a female is in, they always have to cry after the match. Why? Leave that for the locker room. Leave that for the script. I don't give a shit. Don't do that. It's stupid. It doesn't make me buy into the match that you really cared all that much. Like, there's no point to it. Cut the shit out. Wow. Speaking of cutting the shit out, I'm just kidding. There's no segue there. There was. Yeah, there could have been a. Because you would like this guy to get cut out with Biggie Langston. Biggie Langston's not up next, is he? Yep. Biggie Langston facing off against Damian Sandow. Um, wow, not even in my notes. Yeah, Biggie Langston. <laughs> See, so cut. Brandon did cut they the shit cut. out. Yeah, I really Brandon, did. Brandon actually did cut the shit out. Um, Biggie Langston retained. It was, it was a good match. It was a good filler match. It did nothing really for Sandow, nothing really for Biggie. It was just a match that was there. Um, so it just, just, wait, it just took up time. Um, and then they had Real Americans versus... Okay. What's that? No, I was going to say, do we have the tag team matchup next, or is that... Yeah, uh, versus Big Show and Rey Mysterio, versus Goldust and Cody Rhodes, versus Rybaxil. Which we found out at the beginning of the match that it was going to be a four-way elimination tag match or whatever? Uh, yeah, elimination. So, yeah. Rybaxil, I believe, were the first to go, followed by the Real Americans, and of course, Rey Mysterio and Big Show were the last oh. in the ring with the Rhodes Brothers, and the Rhodes Brothers picked up the victory. Before we even continue with the match, I love the entrance for uh, Real Americans, where they kind of charge yeah. down to the ring, where they... Like they threw their flags first. Yeah, where Zeb Coulter's like, all right, charge, they run to the ring, throw the flags. I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And the fans love it. 
Um, I, I love the end of the Which match. Which supposed to, but... Yeah, right? But <laughs> real Americans are over. Yeah. Look how many people chant, we the people, alongside them. I mean, I love the end of the match where uh, Cody Rhodes and Rey Mysterio had a very good exchange of moves and reversals. Um, th- that kind of chain wrestling is I'm always a fan of. Yeah, because chain wrestling is fun to watch. You know, to an as extent. Long as it, I was going to say, as to long an as extent. there's not many super kicks without selling. Uh, I'm okay with the super kicking. I, I enjoy super kicks. I mean, with Amber, kick, Ambrose and CM Punk chain kick, wrestle. Super kick, super kick, man? Yeah, but it's always different no people. Selling. Chain wrestling, I'm talking about only two people. Yeah, I guess. I'm only talking about two people going back and forth, like Speak, Ambrose and Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of two people going back and forth, uh, Brodus Clay had a match with R-Truth and uh, lost, actually. Lost to R-Truth. Yeah, but you could kind of thank... Uh, Sweet tea for that one. He had no no right to really get involved with the match, whether just telling uh, to, um, Brodus Clay to stop what he was doing. I thought that Brodus Clay was doing fine, but in doing so, uh, Sweet Tea walked out on him. Yeah. And unfortunately, that caused a roll-up. And yeah. But still good build-up with Brodus Clay's heel turn. Still good build-up. Yeah. Uh, we also had Miz versus Kofi with Miz playing a heel. Exposed in a turnbuckle, but unfortunately that exposed turnbuckle uh, ended up causing his demise in the match, and he ended up losing that match. Yeah, and that was a no-DQ match that we actually saw that saw it get set up on the pre-show. Yes. Um, it, was, it was another filler match, I guess. I mean, there was a lot of boring chance during it. I'm, I'm always entertained with the two, but, you know, I rather... Uh, I can't even say I'd rather have them in different uh, rankings. I thought there'd be more. But. Yeah, well, I thought there'd be more like weapons or something. Yeah, but. they really didn't use that much, right? Yeah, like the whole the whole pay per view as itself was like it kind of it didn't meet did it meet my expectations? Uh, it was definitely better than the pay per views that they've been putting out since SummerSlam, but. Um, it's a TLC pay-per-view, and you're just going to have one TLC match? Well, let's get to that when we get to the end of everything. But like uh, Daniel Bryan also faced off against the Wyatt family. Uh, I thought this match was very entertaining. Um, yeah. It seems like every time the Wyatt family has a match, it's entertaining, unless it's Eric Rowan in singles action. And, <laughs> and it was, it was good. Bryan too. It was good that, like, even the commentary, they were like, oh, I forgot Bray Wyatt was in this match. And I was like, holy shit, I did too. Yeah, Bray Wyatt did his little, uh, like, his gro- like exorcism thing where he gets on all fours. Not even uh, His cra- crab, where he does his crab, uh, crab walk. That was pretty cool. But that's not, like, it, that's like the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, crab walking it. Um, I did really like the back body suplex from the top rope that Daniel Bryan did to uh, Brody Lee. Not Brody Lee. Luke Harper. Uh, that was very entertaining. And it just it was a good match. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A match that wasn't as much fun, but it was a match. It was good. It was a decent match. Yeah, it, it was a good match. I, I want to say it was more than decent. It was a good match. It wasn't their best showing of the year, but it was still a good match. Yeah. Um, but we had Randy Orton taking on John Cena in the TLC match uh, as your main event. Yeah, and he, uh, he ended up defeating John Cena to become the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I, I thought it was, like, there was that one spot where Randy Orton handcuffed uh, John Cena to the bottom rope. I'm not a fan of this spot just because it's been done before. But it was thought, done differently? No, yeah, exactly was. the same. I don't ha- think so. CM Punk got handcuffed, I'm pretty positive with CM Punk, got handcuffed to the bottom rope. Unscrewed the turnbuckle and 
That was it. And use that to his advantage. Use the turnbuckle. It was the same exact spot. I thought they could have done it a little bit different. Whether it's handcuff him to somewhere else in the arena. Maybe battle up the ramp. Up the ramp. Up the, I guess, whatever they have. No, up to up to. By the way, there was no ramp. Yeah, I guess battle up to the stage and handcuff him to the stage set. The entrance way. Yeah, handcuff him to the entrance way, or just use some innovation. Not just keep on handcuffing to that bottom rope. And then he threw the Randy Orton threw the key into the audience. I thought it would be kind of funny if someone threw it back. Yeah. Um, Which usually, I guess, if you're in a pro in a anti Cena environment, they really wouldn't. Which but, I wouldn't do that ever though. Like, hey man, I got a souvenir handcuff key from WWE. I don't know I how like, I could prove that. I can't really. I feel like I'm at that stage where I don't care if something gets. You know, at me. you know, if you got a handcuff key from Randy I'd Orton, I'd probably give it to you. someone like uh, a younger. And fan. I'd be pissed off at you. Yeah, I'd probably give it to a younger fan around me. I was thinking about this with live events too, like baseball events or hockey events. If a puck or a baseball no, came near me, that. I would give it away. Screw what that. do I need it for? If a ba- I don't know, it's something cool to have. Like, oh, oh shit, I just caught a ball with my bare hand because TV. I am a that's, beast. That's it. It's on TV. So um, it's a good I like. I was man. a big fan of Randy Orton's chair shots too. It was about. It's about time that people, if you're gonna do chair shots to the back only, which still I hate, but especially after watching some mankind clips. Uh, but the <laughs> chair shots to the back, he was giving it such. Uh, momentum behind them that it just looked really good. Um, but on with, with the whole oh, John Cena hanging too. Oh where, yeah, where we put we're putting a lot of trust into that championships uh, that little uh, hanging device. Yeah, yeah. But the whole event, like I was saying before, was TLC, and there was just one TLC match. No tables match. I think the Miz and Kofi Kingston instead of a no DQ should have been a tables match or something. Digging like like every I think I feel like every match should have had something whether it's tables ladders. What exactly chairs. is a chairs match though? I still have no idea. Like I've I think seen it's so just many. where they just have a shitload of chairs at ringside to use. Um, I I don't recall though. I know. Oh no 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 no. It's where they had to pull the. I don't rings. think so though. I think that just happens in Did those matches. Did that just happen? Is it I, is I it just know. like a last man standing match or I don't Yeah, I think it might be. Where because that was the match where John Cena, John and Cena Wade, pulled it and Wade Barrett? Yeah. Where he pulled the chairs on uh over him. But yeah, it was a good ma- uh event though. I mean, if you want to nitpick, I'm sure you can find um bad things about it, but it was a good overall event. Like Kofi and Miz maybe could have been a chairs match, maybe AJ and Natalia to switch it up a little bit could have been they, a they all match. Have, they all you could even have Natalia versus AJ as a ladder match. Yeah, something. Divas, Give us Divas ladder matches, I mean, WWE. I mean, they, they could have done so many different things. But then I'm things, sure they didn't want to take, well, King Randy Orton and King John Cena have a ladder match later. It's a TLC match, but... Unfortunately, they keep on proving why they deserve to be up there, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, all I their matches are good matches. I they still sell don't a think, shit ton of merchandise. Yeah, I still don't think Randy Orton ever deserved that Money in the Bank briefcase, but... Yeah, that's... Nor do I think he deserves this championship. He's got a piss-poor attitude backstage. John Cena's shot all over that. Well, I think that is a like a different story with everything. Like yeah, how man. bitching and complaining and being a complete asshole gets you far with the WWE sometimes. Yeah, I'm going to um, be an asshole too for soon, maybe. Yeah, you should. You should. Yeah. Um, well, you, we don't talk SmackDown on these, these kinds of shows because of the pay-per-view, but we do talk about Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Oh, shit. <laughs> this, um, this, that, no, I'll say botch. I want to redo it. All right, redo. 
Monday Night Nitro. All right, there We've you go. We've had two botches in the same. Um, I, I, I enjoyed yeah. the opening promos with Triple H, Stephanie, Orton. Where are we at the bads? I don't know. I was just going off of my notes. I don't even know where my notes are. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you even have the promos in here? Yeah, the Randy Orton coronation ceremony. All right. I just say... I just, Wait, why did you put that in the bed? Because it was just so stupid. Like, it was a great... For the record, Brandon made the raw. So then it'd be in the middles. Yeah, I would put it in the middles. I actually liked the. uh, It was just so stupid. Like the whole fact that, like, why do we have to see something like this every single week on Monday Night Raw? It feels like because that's what the authority is all about. So stupid. You can say the same thing about the corporation with The Rock at the time, where they had that corporation Rock promo so often on Monday Night Raw at the time. Um, yeah, I think they're I doing the same exact thing. And this was very... But no, like the whole fact that like, oh, let's have the whole roster out here to, to congratulate Randy Orton. Yeah, because the corporation, the authority are, is forcing everybody onto that ramp to kind of see what they should be like, how they should be acting and in re- reference to Randy Orton. And that's where John Cena comes out and then he puts Daniel Bryan in the spotlight. I thought it was good. Well, I didn't... I it, mean, it, 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 was, it would have had to. Yeah, but I just I get I get really bored with that stuff. I know, especially with that ten minute Triple H promo, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, um, dude. It feels okay. like ten minutes always. All right, on to the middles. Fans know. First of all, fans know that a ten a four minute Triple H promo can feel like ten minutes. Yeah, but when the all right, shut we're up. not getting into no, it. No, right uh, my other bad I have here is not on your list. The fact that Jerry Waller. JBL and Michael Cole took a fucking selfie during Monday Night Raw. Oh, oh, oh. During, I took a note of that one as during, well. During the tag team match uh, with Big Show and Rey Mysterio versus the Rhodes Brothers, they took a fucking selfie. King's like, oh, let's do it. Oh, I missed it. Let's do it again. Which I thought is that's so, so disrespectful. Not and... only disrespectful, it's fucking pathetic that the... that was even allowed to happen. I thought that that was such a stupid way to promote that they have snap. What is it? Um, Snapchat, Snapchat uh, with the WWE. I thought that's beyond. Call the freaking match. They pretty much said by taking that selfie. Oh, we don't care about this match right now. Like you have three ring veterans and Cody Rhodes, who I'm sure one day will be a ring veteran. Like, I mean, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And, and you, you just you show stay around the ring long enough, you'll become a ring veteran. Yeah. Every just Hart basically is yeah. a ring veteran. Yeah, that's true. But you turn your backs around, basically, to just take a, a picture of yourselves at ringside and just completely spit in the faces of Rey Mysterio, Big Show, Goldust, and Cody Rhodes. Let's, let's actually say spit in the faces of the audience watching. Yeah, even and that. And all yeah. the fans. Oh, hey, look, guys. We're trending worldwide taking a selfie. But it's because people were fucking complaining. I'm saying the F word so many times because I, I'm pissed off about it. But the whole, it was trending worldwide because people were complaining about the fact that you guys took a selfie. It's so, like, high school drama-ish, mean girls-ish. Like, are you, like... Hey, let's take a selfie. I mean, like I take selfies, but not when I'm like I'm not going to take a selfie and disrespect the performer in the I, ring. I just think it shows the lack of oh, I don't even know the lack of care that they put in with the uh, towards their matches. That by taking the selfie, that takes every that takes away of, from every fan watching that match. That takes away everything from that few seconds that they actually cut to the commentators to show that they're taking a selfie takes your attention off of the match and onto the commentating team. It takes those tweets, those uh, Twitter feeds and everything like that, and the Facebook messages, it takes all of that from the match onto the selfies. And that <coughs> should not be happening. 
One thing the commentators and the referees and anybody else at ringside should not be doing is taking away from that match, and that is exactly what they did. So, commentating team, go fuck yourself. Put <laughs> Renee Young on that commentating team and two more people. Get those three fucks out of there. And I'm, I'm actually really curious to know what was going on in the headsets. Like, did WWE tell Jerry Lawler to do it? Or I would, did Jerry I would Lawler, be surprised. Or did Jerry Lawler just pick up his phone and do that? And another thing about the selfie thing was that... What was I going to say? Son of a bitch. You, why were you going to say that? No, I forgot what no. I was going to say about the selfie um, thing. I don't know. It, it was just such a... Like, I can't even go rant about it even longer. I got it all out there. Let's go on to the middles, though. Yeah. Sound good to you? Alright, let's talk about Rybaxel versus Tons of Funk. I like how we call them Rybaxel, too. Well, that's Who was what, uh, Rob J- Kimball, right? I don't know. I mean, JBL, I, I think, said it. I don't know, but I think Kimball was the one that told us, like, said that he was calling them that. Wait. Or probably Justin or one of, one of the people that write into us I all the time. Know. I think they came up with it. Um, Brodus, no tags, Tweety. I thought that this was awesome... This is always a heel turn that never gets old to me. Oh, yeah? Why? You didn't like it? No, it was good. I think the match itself won't be something that's memorable, but the fact that Brodus Clay ended up beating Tensai up after the match will be what what's going to be I, remembered. I still I was a big fan of the match. I liked how the clothesline to the shell shock. I liked the end of the match with the post-match with the two splashes. And then going to the bonsai, but truth and consequences made the save and kind of take the Funkadactyls under their arms. Maybe we'll see a, kind of a, a too cool kind of a deal where we're going to have sweet tea with the truth, truth and consequences and the Funkadactyls. Maybe we'll see a little trio of it's dancers a, with pretty that. Big stable. I know, right? <laughs> That's the thing. Like, but maybe we'll start to see something like that where sweet tea remains that face, Rotus Clay becomes that monster heel. Um, but and, where does Brodus Clay go on from here? Feuding with, uh, fe- finishing up with truth and, truth and Consequences, mainly Xavier Woods, and then going on to Sweet Tea. And I really do think Brodus Clay can be uh, IC champ at some point. Well, he keeps saying that he's the main event player. Yeah, buddy, you're moving a little bit fast for that. <laughs> but but maybe I, not though. I don't know. But he still looks like he's cutting weight. He's still very entertaining in the ring. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's U.S. champion or IC champion at some point. Or maybe we'll see Brodus Clay taking on Randy Orton. I don't know. They've had worse matches at the Royal Rumble for the championships, I think. Yeah, right. Um, (laughs) All right, we also had AJ Tamina and Alicia Fox versus the Bellas and Natalya. Why is Alicia Fox in this match? Why? Why is Oksana not in this match? I'd rather have Oksana in this match than Alicia Fox. Yeah. I mean, but, don't get me wrong. Alicia Fox is freaking hot as hell. That belly button but, is weird for me. I don't know if I've noticed. But Oksana is, is great to look at as well. But Oksana is also becoming very talented in the ring. While Alicia Fox, she's been in the WWE for a long time now. And she comes off really fucking stupid on Total Divas. I have I, to say that, too. Everyone like King and Michael Cole are like, Oh, she's so funny on Total Divas. But no, she sounds like a dumb, a dumb, what? 13, 14, 15-year-old girl? See you next Tuesday? No, no, not, not like that. But she uh, sounds like a dumb 14, 15-year-old. I think that they, this is the moment where they should be given to Renee Young. During the Divas match, they should have a female commentator on the team to just yeah, kind okay. of to kind of bring it all together. 
This is where Renee Young can move in with calling the Divas matches and then gradually progress from there. Um, I was a big fan of Tamina Snuka's sidekick. That was... Uh, Dude, like, her, was that, it was a sidekick, not yeah. a big boot? No, a sidekick. It was a sidekick, right. Sidekick. Her sidekick or sidekick? I go with sidekick. Because that's what, like, Rikishi's sidekick. And it looks very similar, but... I think I think that might have broken Nikki's nose. I don't know if it did or not. I'm, I'm not too sure, but... I saw pictures on Twitter that they posted of blood on a... But Tamina, this is not the else. first time we've spoken about Tamina's sidekick as well, and that's disgusting. But yeah, Tamina's sidekick is sick. It could have been the thing that Christian used at the TNA pay-per-view, the, the fake blood on it. I don't know what you're talking about, buddy. Well, Google it. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, yeah, wait, so anyway, AJ, now. Tamina, and Alicia Fox <laughs> beat uh, Natalia and the Bella Twins. Yes, sir. All right, now, on to the goods. Big Show and Rey Mysterio facing off against the Rhodes Brothers. Um, this, I think, I, I mean, we spoke about this before. This is the match where they were doing the selfies because they're freaking idiots. The match, the end of the match, I was actually a fan of. From the KO punch to Rey Mysterio doing that little the splash off of Big Show's sh- uh, shoulders. I like this. I like the tag team. It's kind of like takes them out of that main event scene, puts them in the tag team division. I'm a fan of it. Yeah, it was a good match, and it's a really great pairing with uh, Big Show and Rey Mysterio. I just want to add on to it that the Rhodes families have the Rhodes family has been losing a lot. Yeah, a whole lot, especially as tag team champions. I'm a fan of that, but they're also losing more than other tag teams out there. I mean, within the pa- in just December, they've lost to the Shield, Rybacksel, Real Americans. Uh, Big Ray, Show, big Ray, show Mysterio. Ray Mysterio, and the Wyatt family. Um, they, these are all big losses, but it really shows that they are beatable. And by being beatable, you never know who's going to come along. Maybe really? Brandon and uh, Dave Did you hear what you just along. said? What? You said beatable and come along. So? I don't know. Sounds weird. How old are you? Jeez. Seven. <laughs> I'm seven years old and know about beating and coming. Oh, God. Whoa, hey, now. I just looked through my notes and you're missing a bad... Am I? Yeah, then that's bad news. Am I missing Way Barrett? <laughs> yeah, you're missing bad news. Bad, bad news Barrett was missing from the bads list. What a surprise and shock. And he has a judge so, mallet now. Yeah, like, about that. Yeah, I think it's official. Bad news Barrett will always be bad news and in the bad category for us. It's just something that needs to... I say this every week. It's repetitive now, but it needs to be online or that's progress it. it. Do something else with it. For someone that can cut really good promos... You need to do something else with it. Yes. I mean... I need to be wrestling matches. I need people to see my finisher. He should still be in a main event scene. I I need to be in the main event scene, not Randy Orton. I think that they messed that all up. Does that Um, sound like him a little bit or no? Yeah, sure. Uh, Ziggler Ziggler versus (laughs) Fandango. Ziggler picked up the victory. Uh, It was a very quick but good match. Yeah, um, I mean, it was obviously he. It was a match that happened because he he lost at the pay per view. Dolph Ziggler cut a promo on either the app or some exclusiveness, saying how disappointed he was in himself and how he let the fans down, and how tonight he was going to prove it and start coming back and being the best, the show off that he is or whatever. I might be adding words to that, but he came back on Monday Night Raw. And a lot of people shat on this match because of the placement of the match, saying that this should be a main event, 
Or like these these uh, wrestlers should be up there, but they sh- but they really should. But they should. Honestly, but I think that there's no perfect. room for them at the top right now because you got Randy Orton's big fucking exactly. You have everybody head. up there, but this is I a saw great two year old. This man. is a great uh, place for the match. With really bad words. Um, yeah, we also had Mark Henry, Biggie Langston facing off against the Real Americans and picking up the victory. I still love the pairing of Mark Henry and Biggie Langston. I'm a big fan of the of the tag teams where you. Put a new, a fairly new wrestler with a veteran wrestler. You <laughs> mean like Cody Rhodes and Goldust? Cody Rhodes, Goldust, yes. Gold, uh, like, Cody Rhodes and Hardcore Holly? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could go on forever. Brodus Clay and Tensai. There's so many other ones that you could be naming. Name one more. I named two. Name one more. Name one more? Uh, does Miz and Ric Flair count? No. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I don't want to take too much time away from it. We could um, say we could say La Familia. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. even though they weren't tag team. Um, but. we also had yeah. So that match took place. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we also had CM Punk thing. and the Usos taking on the Shield. This was one of those vote-ins to who to uh, who will be CM Punk's tag team partners. The Usos won, but unfortunately, they lost the match when the Shield defeated CM Punk and the Usos. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And our uh, main event for the evening, which a lot of people are saying, damn, that could be a match of the year. I don't know. Did you hear that at all? Nope. Yeah, I, thought, I saw a lot, of, I saw a lot <laughs> nope. of people on Twitter saying that that could be a match of the year. Daniel Bryan defeated Randy Orton via DQ. Um, the match itself was completely uh, electric, maybe. You'd say that? Yeah, no, the crowd was very behind this match. I was a big fan of this match, and I was a, I loved the ending. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course, it ended in a DQ, which, which even perfect. goes to show that Randy Orton really can't get over cleanly on Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, not like not get over cleaning with the fans or anything, but it shows that he's a little bit. He was scared at that time of losing his championship to Daniel Bryan. But Daniel was that, Bryan was that match for the championship, even I don't yes. Know. You it sure? was for the championship. Yep. It was for the championship. Daniel Bryan was going for his yes kicks and then missed one yes kick to the low blow. I thought it was perfect because it was pretty much Daniel Bryan setting up for that for the end of the match for him to become the winner and new champion. And then low blow, Randy Orton saves his championship. I now, thought it was perfect. Now smart. will we see Daniel Bryan enter the Royal Rumble or will we or the, or I'm sorry, I should say this first that after the Disqualification. John Cena yeah. ran down afterwards and uh, ended up getting RKO'd. Yeah. So that leads to my question. Will we see Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble or will we see at the Royal Rumble John Cena versus Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan for that WWE World Heavyweight Championship? I think we're going to see Daniel Bryan in the uh, Royal Rumble winning the Royal Rumble and setting up WrestleMania. I'm still going to... I I don't think I've changed... I No, I have not changed my mind yet. And I'm still going with Daniel Bryan winning the championship at WrestleMania. I still think he's going to be in the main event and have that big moment. I don't know, maybe it's really the Royal Rumble or something happening in between. But I know for I don't, I'm not going to say no for a fact, but I am so firm on my idea that he will be champion at the end of the WrestleMania. Yeah. So that was Monday Night Raw for us. Uh, do we have any outside the ring wrestling WWE related news? Uh, yeah, we have Richie Steamboat, the son of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, got released. He had a severe back injury, 
rumors go around that maybe he can't get step back into the ring again. But yeah, he's been released. Knuckles Madison was released, and Judas Devlin was not released. There are rumors that he may be one of the new White family members. Really? Yes, but he's had a spinal injury, which explains why he's probably never been on NXT. Um, but he's had a spinal injury, and he may not be able to compete at all. So to bring him in to have two mouthpieces, it would be kind of awkward. But he does follow Markin out on uh, Twitter at Markin out, and he potentially listens. So we definitely will support that. Um, also, CM Punk, he has not lost a match on a televised match since March 11th. Seriously? Yep, he has not lost a match since March 11th. His last loss was to Kane. Interesting. Was to Kane to build up that Undertaker uh, WrestleMania match. His record as of since then was is 24 wins, zero ties, and six no contests. So yeah, CM Punk, 30 uh, I guess 30 matches and no losses. With that uh, with the the people that were out developmental last week or so. Yeah. Did you know? Did you see Ricochet? Uh, I think so, yeah. Who is Ricochet? Um, he's a very talented wrestler, PWG From stuff PWG, like PWG, yeah. right, okay. Um, but, yeah, um, there's a few other names, but more independent, I mean, less independent than Ricochet that were at the development. But talking about development, let's talk about some NXT. WWE NXT celebrated their 200th episode, and they started out with Triple H cutting a quick promo Four-minute promo, not a ten-minute promo. Dude, I'm telling you, people think when Triple H cuts promos, they turn into a ten-minute okay, promo. Okay, but this was not. This did not feel like a ten-minute promo. This felt like a quick four-minute. David, Triple anytime H, Triple H talks no, to me, is, no, yes, not, okay, not that's talks just to you. Me, but, that is just right. You. That's what I'm saying. But in the but the fans, but I did see no because I did see a lot of people on Twitter putting this down as well. Okay, well everybody that was there present at the time loved it. They bought into every Triple H. Triple H was out there as a, a face. He was playing up more of a face than a heel, going with the "Are you ready?" like the DX stuff. No, crowd. I said. You want to finish that no, or no? I don't. Are you ready? Wow, you sound just like him. Or do I sound like the great? No, I can't do it. No. <laughs> um, yes, but that I thought the opening promo with Triple H was perfect. Led right into the 200th episode. Set the. Set the tone. Warm. And setting the tone even further was Sami Zayn and Tyson Kidd teaming up to take on Leo Kruger and Antonio Cesaro. You know, at first when I saw this, I thought Tyson Kidd and uh, and, uh, and Sami Zayn were going to face each other. And then... I, you know what? I did at first as well. but I And I thought that this was going to be a great match. But it was still a really great match. And I noticed Tyson Kidd now has his own uh, Minitron and entrance stuff. Yeah. Instead of... His old one with uh, Justin Gabriel. No, but this I thought that this was a really good match. Um, this was kind of like the follow-up to last week where Kruger got a victory over Zayn. And um, there was some altercation with Kruger teaming up with Cesaro and Kid getting involved. But this was a good match. I was a big fan of Cesaro. Cesaro at one point took Tyson Kidd into a body slam position. And then just uh, from that went into a tilt-the-world backbreaker. That was cool, but Sami Zayn picked up the victory with the Yakuza kit in the corner. Um, awesome match. Check it out. We also had the Best Friends Forever BFS. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Going back to that match, I liked how uh, when the match was happening, when Cesaro and Sami Zayn were in the ring together, 
the fans were chanting uh, the best match of the year. Yeah, match of the year. Match of the year, which of course alluded to uh, the two out of three falls match between the two of them back on NXT. I'll I'll be honest, every every time that Cesaro and uh, Zayn step in the ring together, I do mark out a little bit because I know I'm I'm getting ready to see something very special in the ring. Yeah. Um, We also had the BFFs. Sasha Banks with Summer Rae taking on Paige, the uh, WWE NXT Women's Champion. And I thought this was a very, it was a good match. Banks, obviously the heel. Paige, oh, hugely over with the fans. Uh, picks up the win with the Paige Turner. Uh, very, very good match. Paige has a, such a bright future and so does Sasha Banks and Summer Rae. Yeah, the match ended. Summer Rae got kicked to the face. Mm-hmm. By mistake, and then was it a roll up or? What? No, that page uh, now the the DDT. Uh, no, the uh, what I just said, the page turner, the finisher, which is the where she ducks under and then kind of whips it back. Um, one of the Dragon Gate wrestlers does it as well. Yeah, guess what? That's but, not gonna help. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. if you saw it, you I did would, see it. I just don't remember it. It was, it was I very could good. watch the match. There's a big impact with it. Um, you also had, I was so happy to see this, a backstage segment featuring uh, Enzo Amore, Big Cass Cassidy, and Aiden English. I thought this was very funny. Um, Amore was unfortunately in a wheelchair, though. He had, he's um, set back with a broken leg. I'm pretty positive it's a broken leg. Thank you, Bill DeMont, you asshole prick. Assume. Um, yeah, I'm going to assume that. And Bill DeMont, you should be fired, you prick. But yeah. Amori in the wheelchair, still very entertaining. Big Cass, uh, Colin Cassidy. I think that this he looks just like Edge. He's very tall. I think he still has a very good future. I, I mean, that, I could say that about so many people on the NXT roster that they have a bright future. Big Cass, I, I think, think they do. I expect big things from Big Cass. Um, also, we also had the Ascension Open Challenge, where we had no idea who was going to accept that challenge. Long behold, the NXT NXT debut, the NXT debut the, of you go the American Pitbulls. Yes, the American Pitbulls, uh, Derek Billington and Jay, uh, John Cahill, which is Eddie Ashward. And, no, I'm just kidding. I I don't want to make up names. What are you doing? I wanted to make up names. I don't. don't. Know. Uh, it's the American Wolves. Stevie Richards, Eddie Edwards. Richards is Billington. Edwards is Cahill. And kind of cool little note, Davey Richards' character, uh, I guess new gimmick, Derek Billington, the same last name as Dynamite Kid. Tom Billington? Yes, Dynamite Kid, Tom Billington. Who's so the, Who's Derek? A little bit, not too sure, maybe for Bateman. I mean, right? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why, <laughs> why, why would you ask me? I don't know. Um, but this was an awesome match. It was very weird to see the American Pitbulls in the ring, in a WWE ring. Um, there was a lot of chance for them. The crowd loved them. There was one part where Rick Victor, unfortunately, I guess, Davey Rick, um, it's going to take a little bit to get used to this, but Billington slipped out of Rick uh, Victor's but back do, body drop and kind of... Do you think that's Billington's fault or do you think that's Victor? You know, after watching it so many times, I still can't tell whose fault it is. I mean, Davey Richards, he saved it. It's not like... Yeah, Davey Richards didn't... Anyway. I mean, Davey Richards pulled out of... Uh, his yeah. Japan agreement to wrestle in Japan due to a neck injury that people said happened on uh, verse in this match. This is pre- presumably 
that spot where he injured his neck, it doesn't look like he actually landed on his neck. He did save it. I mean, it's very tough to tell who's at fault, though. Nobody, I mean, it's pro wrestling. It does happen. Yeah, thank God that. Yeah, which thank is God, why you should never try it at home. Unless you want to be like Mick Foley or the Hardys. Or John um, Cena. I mean, yeah, look at but, they show everybody. But don't still, try thank, thank God he's okay. He did save it. Uh, no health problems. But, yeah, this match was very cool. But then they did that same spot again so he could do the hot tag. Uh, David Richards nailing, uh, Billington nailing the flying headbutt. But ended up getting nailed with the fall of man, which is the flying back elbow and sweep. Kind of like, uh, what is it, total annihilation? What uh, Saturn used to do with Kronos? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, so, a session successfully defend against uh, the American Pitbulls, which we look forward to seeing them in the future. Unico and Camacho come not, out not to wait. kind of... I do. I um, mean, not, not to say that they're bad, I just... I do. Uh, Unico and Camacho come out kind of uh, setting up uh, their next challenge. So, very uh, interested to see where this goes. Next week, next week, next week is NXT Rewind, where they're going to go and show you all the, a bunch of really good matches from the past... Uh, year, I guess, from the past year, but you're still going to have a main event of William Regal versus Antonio Cesaro, which is a, definitely a good treat. And, oh, do you have more for NXT to talk about? Uh, the main event? Uh, yeah, go Does ahead. Does that help? Or? Yeah, no, that helps. You watched the main event, you know. Yeah, uh, right. There was a Lumblejack. Lumb, a Lumblejack match. A Lumblejack match. Lumberjack <laughs> match. Dude, how awesome would that be? A Lumblejack match where there's Lumberjacks? And they have to enter each fucking, each countdown. They have to limbo. No, no, no. They, it's a lumblejack match. Okay. The lumberjacks surround the ring. And? Ten count. Ten count. Every two minutes. Every two new minutes. New one gets in the ring. Is that like a war games almost, but not, that right? It is. TNA is going to steal your, your, uh. Dude, TNA, if you guys right all there. of a sudden have a lumblejack match instead We're of those gauntlet We're coming for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I almost yelled it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody listening just like completed that. Uh, yeah, so Lumberjack match, Adrian Neville versus Mark. Yeah, nobody else is going to, where you said that to Booker T on yeah, Twitter. Mark, get over it, Mark. Yeah, Booker T, when we, uh, when we first got on Twitter, we, uh, Brandon, I think, called out Booker T for that. No, because they had, because they had the, uh, they were showing the Be A Star stuff, and I said, wow, Booker T cutting a promo on Be A Star, coming from the guy who called, who said <laughs> whatever, Hulk Hogan, Hogan uh, or whatever. Yeah. We coming for you, yeah. Yeah, and then he goes, oh, get over it, Mark. So, awesome stuff right there. But yeah, Adrian Neville. was like, ha, ah, Booker T called you a Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, screw you. Uh, Adrian Neville versus Bo Dallas for the NXT Championship. <laughs> that might have even been a Mark out moment of the week. <laughs> Howard Finkel was actually there. To I thought that the, was really cool. Yeah, that was very cool. Um, I love the fact that they're calling Adrian Neville the man, uh, the man that Gravity forgot. Because that was his nickname in the Independence as Pac. The man that gravity forgot because seriously, if you watch, if you watch, if you watch this guy's matches from independent to NXT, he they could do change. so much. They don't change. He could do so much in the uh, so much aerial. It's so moves. it's so creative. It it really is. He's very innovative, and there's only one Adrian Neville. Um, I was a big fan of. You weren't a big fan. There's always this spot of the lumberjack match where everybody comes together, and you have a few people coming off the turnbuckles. 
Um, granted, was it makes be... the match looks like cheesy when they do that. I agree too, but like there's you could do it to an extent. But when all of a sudden all the lumberjacks that were yeah. on the other side of the ring just come around, and, and then you're 50... waiting for like there were 15 people there. So, so I mean, it's like, come on, that's kind of cheesy. During the match, though, jumps uh, off onto them. During the match, unfortunately, um, Tyler Breeze got the spit slapped out of him by Adrian Neville. Kind of, he was on the sidelines during all of this. Uh, at the end of the match, Pac, uh, Pac, Adrian Neville goes for the uh, red arrow, which is his maneuver from the top turnbuckle. The corkscrew shooting star press. Something crazy. That's what it is, it is. Is it corkscrew, uh, corkscrew shooting, star shooting star press? Goes for the red arrow, but Tyler Breeze finally uh, gets back in the match, pulling Bo, Bo, Bo Dallas out of the way, allowing Bo Dallas to pick up the victory. Which is bull crap. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we have to end the year with Bo Dallas as the NXT champion. Uh, I think a lot of people are over Bo Dallas. Not really many people like him. I don't. I still don't think what's so special about him in the ring. Um, but yeah, that was the 200th episode. Could, not everyone can be Bray Wyatt, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was the 200th episode of WWE NXT. If you want to go check it out, there's always websites you can find. I'll post it later on uh, at some point this weekend. So this way you can watch it as well, and on Hulu as uh, you can watch it too. And in regards to the the whole full sale universe and everything, and NXT being there, it's nice to hear the fan support. They're like really, really hot for the for every match, everything that goes on. Yeah, Biggie, they know Biggie they know gets a huge ovation. They know it. everything. Like you'll see if Emma wrestles, they'll do the arm. The dance they're very. She does. You know what? Usually, I hate fans like that, but yeah, that, these oh, well. NXT fans, I feel like, are very smart in their own. Uh, sense right where they don't call I mean the one thing was they were called chanting David Richards but I can give them a pass because this was the first appearance of the American Pitbulls and it's very difficult to at times know what the comment the uh, announcers oh, yeah, announce true. them as so I will give them a pass because these are who they see they see David Richards Eddie Edwards so I mean they were chanting American Pitbulls which is easy easy to catch but their names are actually a lot more difficult so they do get a pass from me. But, I mean, compare this to TNA. Yeah, well, TNA, they're just... The fan, I really, 100%, I feel that TNA pays those some fans to be there. Do I believe some that? fans pay, but I also believe that TNA... I, I, I can't see that there's, like, there's hot girls sitting in the crowd just not giving a shit about anything. Oh, they're not giving a shit, but they are giving something a little I bit really, I have head. to feel like they're getting paid for that. The one fan that I still... Fucking hate. Jeff Hardy? Yes. No, the Sting. Oh, the Sting fan? Uh, yes, the Sting fan. I don't hate you if you're... I'm jealous of you. I, I, really, I want to really be don't, I really don't hate now. the person. Hates is a very strong word. But it's just like... He's that ah. level of Mark that you don't like? Yeah. Disgusting, David. You host a show called Marking Out. No, I think people can agree <laughs> that there's a level of Mark that I really can't stand. Where you have um, to just grin it and smile and shake your head? Yes. Yeah. Alright, I think it's time to take a little musical interlude. Yes, and our musical interlude is coming from Ring Rope Rebellion, who will be making, starting January, I believe, maybe? We every, have to WrestleMania every, every Monday, Monday night. Every Monday Night Raw, they'll be releasing a new track, new hit song, so go check them out. Ring Rope Rebellion. Here's Jimmy and Jay, and we will be right back here on Marking Out. There is no other team anywhere Here I come completely prepared My strength is at its peak 
make way and move aside. Cause it's my news unique. My new some more, my new some more, my new some more, race from some more, my new. When I say oos, y'all say oh, yeah, and I'm flying like a Samoan. Better run, better hide, better get going. And you don't wanna mess with the Usos. Get smashed in the face with some elbows. Super kick, you better stick to the game plan. Like the Toon Squad and Jordan and Space Jam. When the Usos are on, man, they're on fire. They got that spark that'll get the crowd higher and higher. Yeah, these brothers of Samoa have come to fight like the Rocky Balboa. Noah, now arc like yoga. This ain't no Hulk Hogan wearing a boa. And I don't mean to scare you, but just in case, Jay and Jimmy are the brothers with a painted face. All hard work pays off, don't it seem? Usos will be champions, tag team. Jay, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jay, Jimmy and Jay. 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 When I say Usos. Y'all say, oh, man, F what you heard, Jimmy J, make it tap out, Space Ghost Swag, Usos, who we rap about, it's in the cars, right, flying high, no lie, we're talking meta night, one life left, gotta live, so we better, right, curtain jerking ain't a thing when you're rolling with the team, alright, look, it's prestige worldwide, this ain't a walkabout, listen close, Usos, who we talking about, yeah, Jimmy bagged him a total diva, she was free, so he pounced on that jungle cheetah, Usos got swag for days and days, and they'll leave you in the ring with a glazy haze. Did I tell you that they won't stop? You'll find yourself pop with a Samoan drop, uh, yeah, and they bring it like a great white. Usos are down to fight day and night. Jay, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jay, Jimmy and Jay. 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 When I say oos, y'all say oh. And that was Jimmy and Jay by Ring Rope Rebellion. You could uh, check them out on Twitter at RingRopeRebel. Go buy their music. I think it's RingRopeRebellion.Bandcamp.com maybe. I'm sorry if that link's wrong. Just go to their Twitter page. They'll post all the information there. Uh, TNA. Total nonstop action. Uh, We have a new... Well, let's do... There was Feast and Fired last night on Impact. Uh, The four cases were given out. Zima Ion got his case to reveal an X Division Championship match. That's not going to go anywhere because they're X Division. Nobody gives a shit about. Or I'm sorry, we care about it. TNA doesn't care about it, right, Dave? Yep. The uh, next case that was given out, Gunner, uh, his case revealed that he has a world title shot. So how do you feel about that? I am very happy about that. Yes, and Ethan Carter the third, he revealed his case, got a World Tag Team Championship shot. I'm very happy that, uh, to just to backtrack, I'm very happy that Gunner did not get the Tag Team Championship championship shot, like how uh, Storm wanted him to. I'm very happy about that. And on to Ethan Carter, I'm curious as to who he's going to be picking. Ethan Carter is so good, he doesn't need a tag team partner. Yeah, he'll be his own tag team partner. Yeah, imagine that happens. Nope. <laughs> he might be listening wink 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 no I'm just kidding 
And the, what? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. And the last case that was given out, of course, the pink slip. Someone that we haven't seen in what felt like months probably was months. And we're not talking about Missy Hyatt's finisher. Hilarious. Thank you. Did I make a pink slip joke the other night? I, I did. So. You're, you're a dick. You took my whole fucking joke about that. I said to, I oh, wrote him on, to me. Yeah, I wrote that to you on Facebook, and I said, and Chavo Guerrero got the pink slip this week, and I'm not talking about Dixie Carter's cooch or something. Oh, something like that. So yeah, those were the Feaster Fire matches. Uh, why Chavo Guerrero though? Like, why is that a big surprise even? Yeah, um, Chavo is barely on TV. Um, Someone who should be in WWE is working he, as is a he trainer. Actually Fired, you know that. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it would be a huge, uh, huge anybody, advantage. Anybody who's an upgrade from Bill Demott. I think it really would be a huge advantage for WWE to hire Chavo Guerrero Jr. to be a trainer at NXT or whatever. But uh, and the other TNA news, there was a Dixieland match, I believe it was called. Yep. For Jeff the Hardy versus Magnus for the World Heavyweight Championship or the TNA Championship, whatever they call it. And Magnus is now the new champion. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Dixie Carter was on the stage for the entire match. Really took away from the match. But I am very happy to see Magnus as champion. Um, I'm interested to see where Gunner and Magnus will uh, go from there. But is Gunner kind of like, he's kind of a face and a yeah. heel? Kind of uh, like Miz now? Yeah, face heel. Because Miz played face for some reason on main event. With Santa Claus. Santa Claus was on main event, David. Let's talk about Ring of Honor, shall we? Yes, let's. Ring of Honor final battle took place. In New York City. Were you there? Nope. Me neither. Uh, Kevin Steen defeated Mike Bennett uh, for the right in a, in a stretcher match. For the right to uh, use the pile driver. This stretcher match didn't take place. It got thrown out. It wasn't a stretcher match anymore. But it was still for a pile driver. Uh, referee stopped the match after Kevin Steen did three package pile drivers on Mike Bennett, and one of them being through the chairs, through a bunch of open chairs. So ref stoppage, and then Maria, Maria taking a package pile driver of her own. So it's always very, uh, very. Would you, would you give her a package pile driver? I'll give her whatever she wants. She's freaking gorgeous. Lick my foot, Tony Atlas. Lick it. <laughs> Um, we also had the tag team champions, uh, the uh, Red Dragons, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly taking on Outlaws Incorporated, Outlaws Inc., Eddie Kingston, and Homicide. Uh, from what I read, this match was completely awful. It was horse shit. <laughs> and apparently Kingston and Homicide had an alter altercation with the fans because the fans turned on them during the match because it was so awful. So, yeah, that was an awful match, but we still have Tag Team Champions Red Dragons. Um, big news, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Matt Taven for the TV Championship. Uh, Ciampa, who is up for a uh, uh, comeback of the year, coming back from an injury for the Marquee Awards. He's been on a quite a tear since being back. Um, I actually thought he was going to be TV Champion or even Ring of Honor Champion before he got injured. But yes, he is now the TV champion. Um, Eddie Edwards and BJ Whitmer defeated Roderick Strong and Jay Lethal. Kind of interesting. After the match, Edwards did his little farewell farewell speech about WWE, not about WWE, but but the, we know. Yeah, the we typical know. farewell speech. But it was interrupted when uh, BJ Whitmer and Roderick Strong attacked him. 
And then Jimmy Jacobs came out with a spike, with his railroad spike in the hand, and spiked uh, Edwards right in the forehead. So now I guess we have another heel alliance, Jimmy Jacobs, Whitmer, and Strong. I'm always a big fan of Jimmy Jacobs when he's a leader of some sort of a faction or a stable. He's he's someone that WWE could definitely pick off from his promo skills alone. But is, I was gonna say, isn't is do you see him being someone that's just ROH material? Uh, I, because that's yeah. the way like, I kind of see like Austin Aries. I kind of just see him as ROH material. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I'm not even. It doesn't too take sure. anything away from them. I'm but. not even too sure because now with the WWE uh, Performance Center, anything's possible, especially with who they've yeah. been picking up. That's true. Um, I mean, that would be sick to put Jimmy Jacobs with the Solomon Crow or some sort of thing like that. I mean, a lot of these guys I could see down there. I feel like um, the Solomon Crow even is kind of like to me. It's kind of like a WRP thing. It's so weird that he's just. It's there. very weird, but very. Interesting. That was actually going to be my mark out moment of the week last week, but I forgot all about it, uh, where he attacked Kalisto. Uh, Kalisto. Um, and now for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship, Adam Cole facing off, defending it against uh, Michael Elgin and Jay Briscoe. Uh, Matt Hardy assisted Adam Cole during this match. Adam Cole picking up the victory. Both of both guys taking out Elgin and Briscoe. Chris Hero's theme song hits. Comes through the crowd, laying out Hardy and Cole, saying that he is back with Ring of Honor. Chris Hero, your hero, our hero, my hero, Chris Hero, back with Ring of Honor. So we are going to be seeing Adam Cole taking on Chris Hero in the future. I want to see, I I would kind of like to see Matt Hardy versus Chris Hero. And you probably will at some point. I'm sure that he may end up facing Matt Hardy before he gets to Adam Cole for the championship. I'd be pretty cool. be surprised to see that. Um, also, we had CZW, Cage of Death 15, take place this past week. Drew Gulak defended his championship versus Chris Hero. Drew Gulak, the, was he at? I, I don't know. I kind of feel like that name sounds familiar that he was at the WWE tryouts. Maybe uh, not, though. I don't know. I'm not too sure. He will be at NYWC making his debut. Maybe that's where Rapidon. I saw it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking um, of. But Gulak defeated Chris Hero to defend successfully defend the CZW championship. Um, Blackout, the tag team champions, defeated Juicy Product, but will now take on the number one contenders, the Beaver Boys, who defeated the Colony Beaver Boys from NYWC fame. They are take the uh, Johnny Silver, Alex Reynolds will be taking on Blackout, the tag team champions, champions, and in the near future. We also saw Davey Richards lose surprisingly. Um, David Richards, as we spoke about on the previous episode, was not going to be at Ring of Honor due to uh, some issues. Due to a neck injury. Yeah, due to a neck injury. <laughs> due to a neck injury backstage. Yeah, neck injury backstage. Um, yeah, so Dick, uh, Dick, Chris Dickinson defeated David Richards. But in the main, the main match, the main, uh, main stable. Match, brother. The main stable of this match. Main stable. Main stable. Main stable. Main stable. I don't know. Sable? Sable. No, I don't know what you're trying to uh, say. A Cage of Death match. The Cage of Death. Staple. Yeah, Staple. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I was like, what are you trying to say? Though? Lucky 13 defeated Nation of Intoxication in what was a bloody all-out brawl. Um, I, for one, never want to be within the first 10 rows of a Cage of Death match. Yeah. Uh, the, these brutal. matches get out of hand and crazy. But Lucky 13 picked up the victory over Nation of Intoxication. And that was Cage of Death match. We also had PWS. Wasn't, wasn't Chris Hero there too? 
I said, I said, he was the first match I said, dude. What did he say? That he lost to Drew Gulak for the championship. Oh, I went into my own head there for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, but we also had Pro Wrestling Syndicate uh, fight night taking place. Yes. The, uh, I don't, like, these aren't, obviously it's not in order because I don't know. I, there was no results Yeah, unfortunately online. we were not there. But uh, Starman opened the show defeating Mr. Wayward. That I know for a fact was the opening. Uh, we also had the Black Stallion, Delroy Alexander, uh, Siler James, O'Doyle, and one of our favorites, Cat Daddy Big Les. Who came to the ring down on a, I assume that's a Razor scooter. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorites in PWS, Cat Daddy Big Les. Um, but they defeated Little Mac, Matt McIntosh, Johnny DeFalco, and the inverted Falcon Arrow, Chris Constantine. Um... Surprisingly, McIntosh was the one that got rolled up. Yeah, Siler James rolled him up and grabbed the trunks. Very surprised to see McIntosh on the losing side, even though in the Suicide Six ways. It was a cheap way, though. Yeah, but this guy got a bright future. Uh, I'm sure alongside everyone else in this match, especially that big Les character. Uh, Arkham defeated Craven Barrow. Um, This was said to be a very good match. Uh, Craven got the crap beaten out of him. Following the match, but uh, Kevin Matthews made the save. Yeah, grabbed the chair, came from the audience, made the save there. Mr. Payne defeated the revolting Blob, and after the match, Payne just kept beating the Blob down. A lot of people getting beat up after the matches. We also had the Lifeguard defeat uh, Destruction. Um, this all happened when the Lifeguard threw Destruction, the Life Reserver, and fell to the mat, thinking that he got hit with it. Um, you could, I guess, count uh, Corey Price for not noticing this one. Well, he was knocked out, so, and all he did was turn around and see Destruction holding the Preserver and Lifeguard knocked out. That is true. I shouldn't so take shots at uh, Corey Price. He's, pros- he's He is our favorite referee. So. Yeah, so he, he DQ'd. I mean, he did basically what Eddie Guerrero, what Eddie Guerrero did. He lied, cheat, and won. Or stole, I guess you'd say, victory. The, uh, there was a suicidal six-way match where the champion, the drunken swashbuckler, defeated Takaki Wantabi, the Prince of Aesthetics, Damian Gibbs, uh, DJ Mario Valentino, the Hillbilly Bo Jones, I'm sorry, the Hellbilly Bo Jones, and the Wildman Migs to retain that championship. Lots of high-flying action in this match for sure. Um, also, Lance Anawahi. Unfortunately, he did suffer a broken fibula uh, in November, but he was out there cutting a promo, addressing his injury, and um, saying that he will be potentially entering that uh, that, that 20, Rumble that, match. Yeah, I was going to say 22-man Rumble. Yeah, the Rumble match for I'm the, uh, the date in February. February. Yeah. Uh, but the Untouchables interfered in this, beat him up, but Team 24-7 made the save, setting up for Team 24-7 versus Mr. Bowens and Mr. Gamble. And Team 24-7 lost to Mr. Bowens and Mr. Gamble. Who's gonna stop who's gonna stop the Untouchables? Yes, and then up the uh, you had Falaba taking on the Suburban Outfitters. This was actually a really f- fun match to watch. I watched it. Uh Dave Adams posted it on his YouTube page, so go check that out. Uh Fala ended up getting the, the victory against them. We also had Dan Moff. Uh, defeating Craig Steele with a little bit of an assistant uh, assistance assistance with the rope. 
Um, kind of weird though that Dan Muff had to use the Cheating. rope to, che- uh, to win. Yeah. Well, you cheat to win, you win. Hey, there's no better heel than Dan Muff at the current time. Yeah. Well, maybe Mario Bukhara ended up uh, defeating CPA with that yes. vicious Croatian armbar. Talking about uh, the Croatian sensation. Uh, talking about uh, big heels, though. This guy. Um, Bonesaw successfully defeated King Hippo to retain his PWS championship. Yes, of course. King Hippo won the on-the-spot title battle. On-the-top on the title shot. On-the-top on the Why is it on-the-top? On-the-spot on title, title shot. shot. There you go. Battle Royal, champion, yeah. Royal Rumble. And that's the one that Lance is entering for February. Bam! Yes. You also had the new Heavenly Bodies defeating Black Hollywood. Uh, new Heavenly Bodies with GMC. Um, this was said to be a very good match as well. It was. Were I you liked, able to watch this? Or yeah, no? I watched. Uh, I did watch. I, I watched all of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I liked there was uh, one spot with the stereo head scissors that that uh, Ray and Sean did mm-hmm. to the Heavenly Bodies. I liked that spot. And... About time somebody got their hands on GMC. GMC kept interfering. After. Yeah, GMC kept interfering with the match, or, or interfered in the match almost, and uh, caused a distraction. And uh, I think multiple times. And after the match, Black Hollywood attacked GMC and got the better of him. But that was that that yeah, that was that. And yeah, that there was, was also <laughs> yeah hilarious. We also had the PWS bombshells in action for the Majestic uh, tournament. Um, we also had, let's see, where do you want to start? Let's start at the round one, right? Yeah, let's go to round one. Jesse K and Sienna Duval defeated Angel Dust and Vanity to, uh, they moved on. Mia Yim and Alexis Nevea defeated Naya and Hania Howling Huntress. Uh, Grandma Butcher who made a up. surprise. Yeah, made a surprise, uh, entrance because it was an opening for La Rosa Negra's, uh, um, partner, Grandma Butcher steps in and defeated Annie Social and Sumi Sakai. Which is nice um, to know. I guess his legs healed. Yeah, Grandma Butcher is, of course, well, not Necro. of course, but Necro Butcher. And it is nice to see that he's back in the ring following his uh, his uh, uh, fracture. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course... Compound fracture. Of course, then the round two matches happened where Jesse K defeated Sienna Duval. Uh, Mia Yim defeated Alexis Neve- uh, Nevia. And La Rosa Negra went on to defeat Grandma Butcher to uh, go into the finals of the tournament. Which was a triple threat elimination match. Uh, La Rosa Negra defeated Jesse K and Mia Yim. Um, now, La Rosa Negra just, I guess we'll get to that part, but now the majestic uh, champion. Yes, brand new championship, brand new champion. She um, will, of course... Well, we'll say that afterwards, actually. Yeah, earlier in the night, she was actually defending her Bombshells Championship against Missy Sampson in what was a best-of-three false match. Um, and Missy Sampson finally getting that championship back. Yes, so new Bombshells champion. And we also had a street fight where Amber Rodriguez defeated Jennifer Cruz. And back to, well, February 22nd, There'll be a fatal four-way for that uh, Bombshells Championship, I believe, where it'll be Missy Sampson taking on Angelina Love, uh, La Rosa Negra, and Mickey James. And that's, of course, all taking place on Saturday, February 22nd. 
the return to the Rahway Rec Center, Rahway, New Jersey. Yeah, so go check them out. Um, I think it's time for some shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. All right. First off, we're going to start off with everybody during Monday Night Raw that did some promoting for us. All, ta- uh, all Taste Explosion at AT Explosion. Mikey at X Mikey Wild X. Nile at N Riley 87. Beef at One Beef Rules. Brittany at Brittany Ryder. Rob at Rob Kimball Brand. And Justin. Justin at. Awesome 256. Thank you all so much for promoting us. Much appreciated. And I hope you're listening to the podcast right now to hear your actual shameless plug. Also, go follow Paige, the WWE NXT Women's Champion at Real Paige WWE. She is an up and coming wrestler. Uh, she is the future of Divas Wrestling. Unfortunately, I have to say Divas Wrestling, not Women's Wrestling, <laughs> but she is the future. Go give her a follow because she deserves it. Um, Also, go check out Extreme Rising. Extreme Rising presents Unfinished Business Saturday, December 28th, 2013. At 7 p.m. bell time in uh, Philadelphia, PA, at the the former ECW arena. You're going to be able to watch this on iPay-Per-View Live at highspots.com. You're going to be seeing Stevie Richards, the world... Champion, I guess. The world champion defending his title against, no clue, against Vacant, I guess. A challenger to be announced. Vacant going from WWE to TNT to... Stevie Richards is the champion. That's a vacant uh, opening for him to be facing. Vacant spot. Uh, Mystery opponent. Uh, You're also going to see Matt Hardy with Rebby Sky taking on Luke Hawks uh, in a grudge match. For those that do not know, Luke Hawks is the guy that did cause Matt Hardy to fall off the turnbuckle earlier this year or late last year, but to uh, have a pretty severe neck injury. Um, we're also going to see Damian 666 versus Be- and Bestia 666, who was recently at the WWE uh, Performance Center for a tryout, taking on Super Crazy and Pesadilla. You're also going to see Rhino taking on Devin Storm in an extreme rematch. Don't Go check this out. Oh, and a big match. You're also going to be seeing Greek God Papadon versus Hijo Day Rey Mysterio. Which people are comparing to Malenko and Rey Mysterio Jr. of old ECW, which I can 100% see. And I might as well mention it because he is awesome. The Aerial Ninja Facade will be taking on the homicidal, oh, genocidal, on, suicidal Sabu. Oh, I wanted you to say it like Joey Styles or CM Punk. Yeah, oh, I am CM good Punk. on oh, that. Man. And I am good on my shameless plugs. So, ExtremeRising.com, December 28th. Now, Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shout-outs, waka waka. Well, as much as I like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they're getting an anti-shout-out this week. Nirvana is officially getting inducted and 100% don't deserve it. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is probably inducting them because they're a bunch of clicky people who just want to suck Dave Grohl's dick. So, anti-shout-out to you, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, For my second shout-out, I will be giving it to the I Love Lucy special that will have already aired by the time you hear this, but hopefully you you did watch it. It's on CBS, and they colorized two episodes of the show. It's one of the best shows ever, uh, I think. What do you think, Dave? 
I agree. I'm actually looking forward to this. I do not have DVR, but I will be watching it live. <laughs> it's on right now. Uh, I'm going to give the last shout-out to Jimmy Wang Yang. He was featured on WWE.com in the Where Are They Now special or whatever they have, the monthly thing or weekly. And I kind of believe that he should still be in WWE. He's that damn good of a wrestler. Now he has a party bus company. You know, I'm sure people said the same thing you said about Jamie Jacobs, about uh, uh, the same thing that you said about Jamie Jacobs. You mean Jimmy people probably Wang said they, they probably said the same thing about Jimmy Yang, uh, Wang. Jimmy Jacobs was in WWE? No, about uh, oh, Jimmy. Oh, just an ROH guy? Yeah, no, nah, but he was... Dude, guy. no way. He put on such great matches in WCW, and he put in great matches in WWE if they let him do it. I mean, he was a great competitor. He's definitely something that could be... A necess- not a necessity, uh, something that helps out, whatever, NXT also. Yeah, so that's our podcast for the week. Marking out 150, put it in the books. Please go listen to Marking Out, the Marky Awards 2013. Well, no, we'll we hear this first. Uploaded. Yeah, Marky Awards go up next week. Next week? Yeah. Why next week? Because. Fuck that, put it up sooner. We'll put it up on Monday. Eh, okay, I could agree with that. Next week, but yeah, but we, go might check have, out. we might have a Merry Merry... Very merry Cosby Day episode for you guys. We may not. We don't know yet. <laughs> we may not. We, Screw you. We'll see what happens. But that is the podcast. We wish you the best, best of luck, luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors. Have a great day.